Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Tales from the TARDIS podcast. I'm your host Scott Summers and today is going to be my commentary on Doctor Who series 10 episode 6, Extremis. Whoa, I cannot believe that we are now halfway through this series of Doctor Who. It's come so fast. It's been so good. This week was not an exception to that. Uh, yeah, episode 6, Extremis. Written by Stephen Moffat, who I think has managed to write one of those episodes that feel like the episodes he wrote during Russell T. Davies' time, where I would see Stephen Moffat's name and go, I'm really excited, you know, it's going to be a good episode. Directed by uh, Daniel uh, Netheim, or Netime, however it's Netheim, however he pronounces it. Uh, He directed the... um, Zygon two-parter, Zygon Invasion, Zygon Inversion, a couple of years ago, uh, directing this week's episode and next week, Pyramid at the End of the World. Um, so I, And I can't wait for that one as well. I'll get to that, obviously, at the very end. But right now, I've got my copy of Extremis loaded on the BBC iPlayer. And so if you are with me, I'll be pressing play in three, two, one, play. And I'll have we get a previously, just in case you didn't know that the doctor is uh, blind. It's still blind. I love how the cliffhanger at the end of that last episode. We're getting cliffhangers, and they're not. You know, this is supposed to be the start of a loose three-parter, but all written by three different people. It's just so great. <laughs> it's very dark at the start, you know. Planet of Executioners, a Time Lord. Doctor in Black. Three brain stems, that's no. Obviously, we know about two hearts, but. to regenerate and for five seconds you wonder um, if it's the doctor that's about to be sentenced to this <laughs> Missy Obviously we knew uh, She was back oh, I love how Missy both references The last time we saw her on Back on Scar At the beginning of the previous Season And uh, Doctor and River on Derillium Missy knows Ruffer is now gone. Mm. Just in case you were confused over which one was the prisoner. Yes, it is Missy. I have absolutely loved Michelle Gomez as soon as I found out that she was Missy. the reveal of the vault which they were you know setting it up as it was too obvious it was going to be Missy or Master but what Stephen Moffat does in five minutes of the episode completely changes my view on it and actually makes me happy about it, I was I was expecting it to be, oh, um, yeah, I sort of knew that it was going to be Missy, mm. no surprise there, but then the way Moffat has written it to what leads her there, it's brilliant, then we get this. 
extremis. Extremis. Getting us in. Yeah, somehow Moffat has managed to just change my mind and now I this this vault and this mystery and the oath was all such a big and long standing thing. But it sort of doesn't matter because it's why the doctor's been there and it makes everything you know, everything makes much more sense that of course it was missing the vault. He sort of almost always knew that. But Moffat didn't want that to be a thing covering, you know, the rest of the series. It was this little thing to tee up what is looks like it's going to be a, such an important episode in this series. Slap bang right in the middle. <laughs> oh, and I so wanted to like Matt Lucas more than I did last week because I'm a big fan of him and I wanted to like Nardo more. And I'm pleased because this week I now I'm back and I like Nardo as much as I wanted to in this episode. And I'm seeing him now walk down the steps again. And I can't, still can't quite believe it. I found out when doing a little, uh, little bit of research before recording this episode, and I can see it now. The actor who played the Pope is Joseph Long, who appeared in Doctor Who in Series 4 with uh, Catherine Tate and Donna Noble in Turn Left. He was uh, Rocco Colasanto, the um, head of the uh, house that Donna and her mother and her grandfather went to live in, in when the world changed in the parallel world. Go back and watch John Left us an amazing episode. He gives an amazing performance in it. The truth. The veritas. such a great mystery surrounding it. Everyone read the translation of this ancient text killed themselves. sense of how severe this is. But the doctor, the man who has lived so many lives, could he read the Veritas? And now we get another sense of Bill, 
leading her own life away from the doctor. The little uh, joke about uh, <laughs> her uh, former housing situation. <laughs> <laughs> and we realise that girls that foster mother doesn't quite know Is that what you do, Bill? Bring someone home off from a cup of tea. Ah. The, the the pipes, yeah, Def definitely pipes. Tardis sounds not like the pipes. <laughs> I love that line. If you want, sometimes I shout. slightly odd about this episode is you always hear the Pope speaking Italian and yet surely the TARDIS translation matrix should translate that into English that's literally about as big as a nitpick you're going to get from me about this episode though so <laughs> take what you can had that before, the TARDIS scaring off a date, because it normally leads to Mickey walking through the TARDIS next episode. <laughs> spending that confession dial billions of years I believe Is it four billion roughly I can't quite remember what it got up to the end of there something about a little shepherd's boy and a bird oh back to Missy Extremist. 
rest of this series, the visuals, as we enter the Hereticum, the library, just still absolutely stunning. <laughs> Harry Potter, which is of course referencing the fact that Martha Jones said Expelliarmus in the Shakespeare Code and the fact that David Tennant was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Of course, that's a, that's a reference. In darkness, we are revealed. Great quote from the Doctor. Great line. So many in this episode. <laughs> and the callback to that line being said to him there. <laughs> Absolutely love Missy in what is such a brief role in this episode. <laughs> So in theory, this episode, or at least the past element of it, takes place for the Doctor after he left Derillium. But before we see him and Nardole together in the return of Doctor Mysterio. <laughs> I love the <laughs> expositional Nardo at that point. <laughs> Simply stunning. Stay with the doctor. But he was too concerned. 
about the ball and I was starting to like Cardinal Angelo but for the purpose of the story it was pretty obvious what had to happen to him. The cage. The veritas. And the face. Obviously not quite shocking once you know it's coming. spend time now trying to uh, pause and look at all those names, see if there's any significance if you want to you can go online I'm sure there's pages and pages of theories of who the people are you sent it <laughs> really? He <laughs> <laughs> Good <-o. laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love Nardo in this episode. This is Matt Lucas as I wanted him all along. And we get a little adventure of Bill and Nardo, which I also wanted, especially with those two getting along. I wasn't sure if they were going to clash. Working especially with the doctor out of action we have Nardo leading but he doesn't he's not the doctor, he doesn't have the doctor's personality. But 
but it's enough for them to go on their own little adventure. And start to wonder what is the doctor doing? What is this mysterious contraption that he is using? Whatever it is, it's so hard. And this is the doctor just after he's essentially lost River Song. We've seen Missy get out of very similar situations. And now we get the Doctor's Oath. And it makes it so much better that we know the Doctor's guarding Missy's body. So much more power behind his reasoning and her love. I think Moffat just gets the comedy spot on in this episode. What? <laughs> yeah, the Pentagon. They've walked through a weird portal and are in the Pentagon. Of course they are. I love the visuals of this room as well. The projector all projecting on the different worlds, worlds even, or places in the world. <laughs> and this is just what I love about Nardo. He wanders off there. They're insane. But you know what? Sometimes the sort of jump cuts between scenes annoy me. But at this point, I'm just so into the episode. I really don't mind it. I love how we're quickly flowing and changing between what was two and is now sort of three. Is currently three different, you know, paths. We've got. The path of the Doctor and Missy all that time ago, and the Doctor now, with the Veritas and Nardo and Bill, who have separated on their own adventure. I just love how Moffat's sort of interweaving these seeds. And this from the Doctor and from Peter Capaldi is just amazing. is only <laughs> uh, the doctor is only really weak 
he's blind. line makes so much more sense later on in the episode. But not the laptop with the Veritas translation on. How convenient. Lovely little reference hidden here. We first see the clock just before our little drunk scientist walks past it. But just as Bill notices it, it says 5.15, which is obviously a reference to the first ever Doctor Who story back in 1963 and an early child premiering well or was billed to premiere at 5.15 at least I believe 5.17 I think is when it actually starts maybe wrong on that anyway Moving on. Back with the doctor. It takes an awful long time to read the word Veritas and the words A Test of Shadows before then scrolling down just as the effects start to wear off his eyes. love the camera effect if we get a sense of the doctor's slightly blurred vision in almost a weeping angel style Love this scene. Love the shadow test.
Get ready for the boom. This is not a scared, but clever. Very clever. They're projecting everything. <laughs> Star Trek reference VR reference Grand Theft Auto <laughs> And then he realises I love this room. Not um Yeah. And at this point I'm really it's going around in my head how long has this simulation been going on? I have absolutely no idea. Bill thinks better of it. She knows what would happen if you put a hand there. She needs to find the doctor. At this point, I almost thought she'd back in her house. Mark Zuckerberg on the uh, magazine there for the TV. Didn't see that first time round. Not quite sure which president that's supposed to be. Probably one that didn't divide America. And that's as much as I'm going to talk about politics on this show. Apart from Harry Jones. So at this point, I did briefly wonder if uh, listening to it would make a difference to reading amazing that throughout this point the doctor has basically gone back to being blind and yet he conveys all this without Billy to know
This part I was also wondering about a theory I heard a few weeks ago. I think it might have been Verity Podcast. Uh, maybe that we're actually on now. Uh, Mondas before Sadmen. Obviously, would link to Mondas and Sadmen. We know we're going to be in the series finale. Super Mario reference. Why not? Who else you want to name check, Doctor? We don't get as much from Bill in this episode, but what we do is, you know, just as good as. I have come to ex- expect from Pearl Mackey's bill. Another doctor has to go in. Although if this is a simulated Oh this does bring into question how much the simulation crosses with reality. But this is a virtual copy of Rick's diary. I love that line. But is this just a copy of the diary? Or did the doctor go back to the library and take it once he knew the end of Rita's story from the beginning? Yes, you are, doctor. It's almost looks like a line Stephen Moffat and Peter Capaldi just want to say to you you don't have to be real to be the doctor Information all recorded. <laughs> Email <laughs> Memory file uploading. <laughs> 
<laughs> Calling the doctor. End transmission. The doctor's just watched that. Yes, the doctor. Save them from the doctor. Still slightly unsure of when they entered the simulation. Was it when they returned at the end of the previous episode from space? That one into the simulation. That's Now we've had the reveal, he can call her Missy. Listen! One of the greatest lines she said in the first series. <laughs> <laughs> of course she's not dead. <laughs> Clever doctor. <laughs> oh my. Fatality index. The doctor. Cause of death. Shall I start reading them off, doctor, or do you want to? You know, body wearing a bit thin, shot by a Dalek, just shot by some American youths, fell off a building, what am I missing out, absorbed the heart of the TARDIS, got locked in a box, oh no. Yes, that was just another time, I think. <laughs> that was in nowhere. So just confirming that uh, the Doctor is still blind and he doesn't mind Missy knowing, which makes me wonder if you can end up needing to ask Missy for her help and letting her out of the vault. And love this week. Go into what is a loose three-part story arc written by different writers. But that has really started it off this trilogy. I think the Monk trilogy, Moffat has sort of coined it. And then at this point, I, I'm just waiting for this next time trailer and we get it. We know Bill and Nard all about, at least. Do you love the design of these freaky monks? And that's it. Now we wait for next week and the pyramid at the end of the world, which like it's a longer title than all of the titles from this series put together so far it's a slight exaggeration but you know they've all been one word two word titles and now we get this. the pyramid at the end of the world which already is sort of giving me a pyramid of Mars vibe 
but that's just from the title. But I absolutely loved this episode. It was definitely my favourite of the series so far. I know I've said that a few times already, but hey, when the series gets better and better, and I really hope that this isn't the peak of it, but you know, this trilogy could be absolutely perfect. Can't wait to record my full review where I can go deeper into what I loved about the characters and the story and a couple of little references in there that I've already touched on and yeah that was my commentary of Doctor Who Series 10 Episode 6 Extremis please leave a like, comment and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes you can find me on Twitter at tells underscore TARDIS via email at tells on the TARDIS podcast at gmail.com and I am now on Facebook. This podcast now has a Facebook page, facebook.com slash tales from the TARDIS podcast. Check us out, give us a like there. Uh, and that's all for now. I've been Scott Summers. I'll be back soon with my review of this episode and next week with commentary and review of Pyramid at the End of the World. Until then, thank you for listening. This has been Tales from the TARDIS podcast.